Okay, we're vaguely, vaguely on here. Welcome to the Bodybuilding.com podcast, everyone. I'm Nick Coleus, an editor at Bodybuilding.com. Uh, this is Heather Eastman over here. And to the left, we have Kim Perfetto, AAA, AKA. Let's put it AAA. How about is AA work? Trying to tell me something. I only took pre workout one day. Triple A. This podcast brought to you by Triple A, our friends at Triple A. In the Bodybuilding.com home, home away from home. Kim Nonstop is our guest here. That's correct. Uh, she is a trainer, bike racer, YouTuber, uh, once a, um, a contestant on The Amazing Race. True that. Uh-huh. You should have won. I, well, I saw that. Yeah. You got jettisoned in what part of the world? I exactly? mean, uh, we got, yeah, we lost in Singapore to Bethany Hamilton and her husband who are pro surfers. And the challenge was surfing. So, Oh, what a bunch of bullshit. Come on. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, there was cycling earlier on in the... Series, I so. saw you cycling through Marrakesh with a goat a carcass, a, gar- a goat hide. On- Did you almost do the craziest stuff on carcass. that show? <laughs> goat carcass. Goat carcass. Yeah. Uh, but right now, more to the point, she's living that uh, that easy fitness model life in Boise, Idaho, rocking the spray tan. And uh, she's the star of a new program on bodybuilding.com all access called mm. Home Body. Um, so yeah, anyway, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Um, and I did want to ask you about the reality race just a little bit because it, when I started watching it, it reminded me of an article that I, I ran by one of our contributors a while ago. He was the strength coach. He was like a SWAT team cop. And and he, he did this thing called, was I prepared for a reality TV show race? Because he was on a reality TV show. Okay. Race. And the conclusion was, no, he wasn't. Uh-huh. And he he, uh, he he asked himself, like, what would I have done differently? He said, I would have just, you know, been riding a lot of horses and carrying heavy shit around the park. And that's the, that was his one regret. But it, make, it made me wonder, like, you know, you're, you're obviously a very fit person. This yeah. is pretty fundamental to who you are. How, how prepared were you for that? What did you do to prepare oh. for, the, for that massive adventure? And how did it work out? My teammate and I were so prepared, actually. We were like, we... we we're ready to win it. And we were, we were just like spot on all what we did was we watch every night. Um, we would watch back episodes of the show. So we would have some idea and then we'd just train like different things. We'd go rock climbing. Um, I was probably in the best shape of my life at that point in time. Cause I was like cross training everything. It was like cardio strength. We had to make sure we could pull ourselves up. Cause we didn't know like if we'd be like repelling or like, you know, climbing in and out of a boat or, you know, all kinds of stuff, which we ended up actually having to do. Um, and then just like packing and unpacking our packs really fast and like having them super light and like just having everything down to a science. And really the pitfall for us was uh, decision making, really. And we we had uh, a plan. So like we we're like, when we get to this crossroads, we're going to make a decision like this. And so we were like, we had everything down. And then the reason we lost is because we went against our our plan. Of course. And uh, I I think I just got a little ahead of myself. We had been winning and like coming in top three so much that uh, I think my ego is what got us kicked off. <laughs> so that's always a good lesson to learn at some point in your life. It just sucks that it cost us a million dollars, but yeah. no. mm-hmm. what can you do? Yeah, but but what do, what do you t- what do you take away from that though? Like, okay, yeah, you were you were uh, you know the fittest you'd ever been in your life at that point, uh, totally capable of doing meeting yeah. any sort of challenge. Like, what what survives in what you do now from from that experience? Um, I mean, the takeaway from that is I you can you can get fit anytime, anywhere, and that's part of what Homebody is about too. But like, I mean, literally, we were taking forty pound bags of kitty litter and like throwing them on and like running relays together. And like teamwork is really important too, because um, mm-hmm. it's a team race. And uh, 
you know, just having that confidence in yourself and feeling like, I think in order to keep nerves at bay in a competition, mm-hmm. it's like just knowing that you've done everything you can to prepare. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what that was about. Sure. And you're no, definitely no stranger to competition. No. I saw you've done. <laughs> Everything's <right>. a competition. <laughs> <laughs> right. You, you, you won a, a big courier bike race like about <clears throat> 10 years ago. Yeah. And you, uh, still, you still race? Been right? racing ever since. Mm-hmm. Uh, the North American Cycle Courier Championships and then launched into racing track and then racing road and racing uh, the Red Hook Crits, which is um, mm-hmm. a fixed gear brakeless track bike criterium <laughs> world series happens all over the world. I don't, uh, I don't want to be in the audience of that, but that sounds like one where somebody could get taken out at the knees. Yeah. It's kind of wild. Like bikes go flying on a regular basis. Um, it's, it's definitely like the badass version of bike racing right now. It's the, the hot, one it's like rinse. the roller derby of bike yes racing. exactly yeah. okay yeah so. i don't know I, I just have a negative association with fixed gears because i've been on them exactly twice and i crashed within two blocks over the handlebars exactly twice you okay know? you forgot <laughs> that's, to keep pedaling that no I, it kept pedaling of course yeah. and i'm trying to figure <laughs> out what to do and then the, the pedals just launch my ass over the handlebars yeah. directly into the middle yeah. of the intersection I, but whatever i would that, say that when the problem. bike suddenly stops and you don't that's how i broke my jaw oh, <laughs> oh man yeah but you've probably dangerous. broken everything at this point, right? Yeah, actually, um, knock on some fake wood, I have not broken a single bone. Not even your collarbone? Oh, no. Those Why I know. And like, like you're cursing me here. Thanks. <laughs> like, I'm about to start my season. And uh, thanks a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, No, I mean, I've had injuries, but um, I've torn uh, MCL and I've torn uh, my labrum in my shoulder. So I've, I've torn things, but I haven't broken anything. And I am uh, believing that my bones are made of, you know, just like solid rock and mm. they, they can't break. Glutamine and adamantium. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. There we go. So, nice. so you're not going to be able, I, I mean, you're here filming a bunch of follow along workouts. You're probably not going to be able to get in the hills and go mountain biking here, right? I wish. Okay. Cause they're, they're pretty great. And there, there are collarbones just littered al- along the trail. No, it's not that terrible. <laughs> but anyway, you're here, you're here shooting videos all week. Um, we're shooting this, they're all follow along workouts in Homebody. Um, how, how different is this experience than anything that like compared to, you know, training for a bike race, yeah. training for, um, a, a global race? What, what's the fitness model f- life feel like? Uh, it's, um, it's pretty hard. I wish it wasn't called fitness model because mm-hmm. it know. should be called something more, uh, hardcore. It's, it's hard. It is hard. Like I'm not complaining. Maybe I am complaining. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do my YouTube channel videos, and that's like kind of on my own schedule. So I'll shoot like three or four in a day, mm-hmm. but then I won't get up and do it again the very next day. Mm-hmm. So here we are shooting five to seven workouts in a day, and getting up and doing it again the next day and the next day. And I'm mentally broken today. <laughs> I'm feeling. Yeah, today I'm was feeling a fun it. morning. <laughs> God, it was hard. So yeah. What it, was what were you filming this morning? I mean yoga, mm-hmm. but like <laughs> fucking yoga. It's that's why I said mentally broken uh-huh. because like it just gets to that point where you're physically tired and then you mess up and then you like I get hard on myself and then it's hard to like bounce back from that. So just like keeping the energy up and keeping all of that up, it's it's tested me for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's I mean having not experienced but just watch the tiniest little bit. It's a different sort of well, challenge. Yeah, and that's what's been so cool about watching you because I've. I've gotten to be here on set with her and watching your energy. And we had a moment when we first met where I said something about at-home workouts and you're like, uh-uh, like 
there's at-home workouts and there's what I do. It's basically <laughs> kind of the gist of it. And then watching you, like what you do is intense. It's not like you're little, I'm just going to do a few crunches and call it good. It's, I mean, you're jumping up and down, you're all over the floor, you're doing these crazy, crazy ninja moves. And so do you feel like, um, how, well, I guess my question is like, how did that kind of evolve into Kim nonstop, your YouTube channel? Like, yeah. where did that come from? That whole, like, I'm going to work out at home, but I'm not going to do normal, boring stuff. I'm yeah. going to do my stuff. Well, I've always had a passion for training and um, not always had the money for a gym membership. So that's kind of where I started with, you know, home workouts and even in college, just like dorm room working out. And I think um, fitness should be accessible to everybody. It should always be something that anyone can do and... Um, unfortunately we've gotten into this place of like, you know, marketing really flashy, uh, exclusive gyms and programs. And, um, it's, uh, it gives people yet another excuse maybe why they can't be fit. And I just, I've always wanted to be able to do it. I'm just like fiercely independent to a fault. Like I just want to do it myself. Um, but I love learning new things. So I always go when I go to like a CrossFit gym or I go to, uh, a boot camp, or if I go to a gym class or do a new sport, anytime we're doing a warm up or we're doing exercise, I take note, like, can I do this at home? And that's where like most of my warm up moves came from, you know, just like simply taking some cross, doing some CrossFit or doing, um, you know, taking some yoga classes or whatever. Or I even will go online to YouTube and watch other trainers and be like, what are they doing? And it's not about stealing, it's just about like, taking all that information and making it your own. And definitely there's certain moves I gravitate towards. Um, and that's what I say in my, in my trainer, I tell people, you know, make small adjustments every time you're doing a move because you might find you like it better a certain way. Like you don't have to like doing the lunge twist the way I do it. You can, you know, stay a little bit higher off the ground or whatever. You know, there's, there's always like fine tuning the movement so that it suits your body better. Um, and that's kind of how I just got to the way I train myself. And then I share that with everybody else. So your home is sort of your laboratory where you can yeah. synthesize everything. I mean, the world is my laboratory and then my home is where I, where I like nail it down to a, a formula. Mm -hmm. Sure. No, I think you hit on yeah. something good there though. It's like, it, it, it's easy for people to either think you're the sort of person who works out at home or it's just not the sort of thing that you do. Like it, it took me a long time to be able to click with work, with training at home. Yeah. I felt like I had to do it someplace else just mm -hmm. mentally. And then about a year ago, I just figured out it's actually easier mm -hmm. to fit so it in. Easier. It's so and in the morning in particular, you get up, mm -hmm. you do it. It's just it's done. Yeah. And man, I love it now. I can't I can't imagine not doing it that exactly. way. Exactly. But it takes a, it takes a long time to wrap your brain around that because we associate home with all other the all the other shit we need to do. Relaxing, checking mm -hmm. emails, working, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I work from home. I work out at home. I I do a lot of things at home other than my cycling training, which is always outdoors. But um. I, I was very inspired. One of my roommates many years ago, uh, he is a filmmaker. He's a, he's a killer filmmaker now. His, his film just won some awards in Sundance, Kasim Basir. And he was just so like dedicated to a schedule. He would wake up every morning, do some writing. And then every day at like, you know, noon or whatever the time was, he'd stop everything, work out at home, go back, take a shower, phone calls, writing, go, you know, go to meetings. And like, I just watched that. And I was like, how, how do you like, 
You're basically working like a structured nine to five and you never leave the house. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Just alarms going off. Like, yeah. And it was ups. just, I was, I was really impressed by his dedication. And I was like, well, I can do that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I know I make excuses that I can't do that, but I can do that. So I think when you see someone else, um, it's always great to have a model and have someone else, you know, it's all about scheduling right. and sticking to your schedule the same way you would stick to a schedule that someone else is expecting you. You have to be expecting yourself and show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. So how do you do it then? Do you, if, if, you know, because obviously you don't just cycle, you do strength training as well. How do you, how do you find time for it all? And how do you split it up to make it work? Um, I mean, it's, it's my job now. So, I mean, I have time because it's like, this is my life is show up and train. And I have these certain amount of miles I have to put in every week mm-hmm. on the bike. And then after that, um, cross training. Cause I know I feel like crap if I don't, I mean, if my body starts talking to me, I know I haven't been doing enough like core work and, and stretching and rolling and all of that stuff. I mean, your body will let you know whether it be, you're showing a little extra around the midsection or your back's hurting or whatever it is, your body's going to tell you if you're not giving it the time it deserves. Sure. Well, and so I feel like cyclists in particular can be a little single-minded, kind of like runners and oh, yes. other, other people mm-hmm. who, you know, there are a million competitions out there for you if you want to compete yes. in those things. It can be easy to think, all I need to do is, is more ride. of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sports-specific training. I mean, there's it's legitimate doing more miles, more time in the saddle. Um, is going to make me a better cyclist. However, when things far- start to fall apart mm-hmm. and like you have any kind of back pain or neck pain or shoulder pain or you tear something, that's when you realize you've really been neglecting everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, your body will always tell you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so if somebody is uh, approaching a plan like this, thinking of, yeah, like this is this is going to be my cross training. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you think you think this plan would work well for somebody who they're currently married to an activity, whatever it is. Yeah. Yoga, golf, cycling. This is just a good base building plan for somebody. Yeah, I think this plan is great. It's definitely great for all levels. Um, And it's going to give you that really strong foundation Mm -hmm. to go off and as your jump off point for any of your sports that you're doing, any of your goals for this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're already, you know, like waist deep and professional, you know, snowboard or whatever, this is not going to hurt you in any way. Non-professional. You know, (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying like drone racer or (laughs) whoever it is. Like Uh it's great for people who are just starting to find their fitness. But for those of you who have found your fitness and gone far beyond don't forget to come back to the basics. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I say basics, I'm not saying it's easy. There's still like the basics of plyo and the basics of Tabata and the basics of cardio. I mean, this isn't like basics just doing bird dog all day. Mm-hmm. How so, fun would that yeah. be? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so what, do you th- yeah, what do you think the key is for somebody to succeed on a program like this? I mean, you talk about scheduling a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but have, have you ever felt the siren call of one of those like, all right, you know, I'm going to do an eight week, 12 week blank program and stuck, stuck through it all the way. And what, oh, yeah. what, what, what makes the difference? Sticking to a plan. I mean, I think everybody can relate who has done one or done a challenge is that uh, you have that feeling of accomplishment at the end. And you can look back on everything that you've done and you've kind of got a record mm-hmm. of what you're capable of. So then if you, even if you depart after that, at the end of that eight week program and you decide, all right, now I'm going to go uh, do the month long yoga plan and right. then come back, but you can come back to it and, and see, you know, did you lose fitness? It's, it's like a great place to measure from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, it, I think the number one thing you get from a plan is a, is a schedule, like, mm-hmm. you know, a consistency. 
And that's like what most people who are struggling in fitness and feel like they can't quite get their footing and get fit or like get a leg up. And they're like, I've tried all these things and nothing works. I bet you it always boils down to consistency. Mm-hmm. It's like you've tried all these things, but have you done them enough? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was listening to some <clears throat> a talk that was like, you can't really measure fitness based on your first workout or your first week because there's no change yet. You yeah. know? But you can measure fitness over time. Totally. So totally what you're saying, that consistency is how you start to measure like, oh, you know, I started here and now I'm way over here. Whereas yeah. if you're trying to look at it every single day, you're not really going to see much change. But I really think the difference with this program, like you said, is that you're removing all the excuses and then... You're so great at throwing out all these wonderful like innovations. I think the other day you said something about putting kitty litter in milk jugs as a way to make your own set of dumbbells. As is like coins and milk jugs, <laughs> coins or uh, or a or bag something. of kitty litter. <laughs> but yeah, a kitty litter, litter and milk jugs, sand and milk jugs. Like I mean, I've made my own sandbag before. I like. I loved when I, you know, YouTube is a phenomenal resource and bodybuilding is an amazing resource. Like anything you need to learn, if you ever feel like, oh, I don't have the equipment or I don't have the money for the equipment, I promise you, you can build it. Mm-hmm. Just make it yourself. No, I think I think so. And I think CrossFit was actually really good at recognizing some of that early on. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. hey, you want a pair of parallettes? We're not going to sell them to you. We're just going to give you the PDF to show you how to make them out of PVC. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, things like sandbags, I think are so underrated that they cost nothing. You, you go yeah. to Home Depot, they're like 79 cents. Oh, I love sandbags. Yeah, money. yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I, there's a, there's something that, you know, a certain kind of hard to define strength that comes along with that stuff. We had, we had another guest on, uh, Cassandra Martin, who's an Instagram fitness model. And she was saying she's basically followed the same bodybuilding program for years, and she works construction on the side, has to carry um, concrete amazing. bags. And oh, she's yeah. like, "This is that—that's the difference maker. It's not—it's the workout is great, but like you know, you can get overworked on a workout just by doing yeah. the same damn thing. But carrying bags of concrete around is mm-hmm. like the X factor. Functional. And I've told that to so many people since then, like." Pick some, pick some heavy shit up, carry yeah, yeah. it around. Or yeah, just, yeah, something like, um, I think kitty litter is fun because it moves with you mm-hmm. while you're playing with it as mm-hmm. well. So in this in this program, what sort of equipment demands are there? There's not very minimal equipment demands in this program. Um, we kept it that way for a reason. I wanted to kind of have this, have the lowest entry point for people that literally anyone of any fitness level with any kind of things around their house can just start. Because um, <clears throat> I think for a lot of people, getting started is the hardest part. And you just need to, you know, jump in and get started. And so I try to make it lots of lots of options. I have a kettlebell and I have dumbbells and bands. So that's all I have. And uh, for every workout, I give people options as to whether or not they want to use the kettlebell, the dumbbell or the bands. And uh, then I throw in a few extra things. Yeah. Yeah, It's like milk jugs full of coins and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that's a good combo. And I think, you know, as, as much as it can be fun to approach this with zero equipment too, sometimes when you're starting a program, you want to take it seriously. It can be kind of nice to have just one thing you buy to make mm-hmm. it feel a little bit more serious. Thing. My, my, I got my sister to buy a couple of kettlebells and yeah. they're there calling to you. It's pretty nice. Yeah. To yeah. Have, they're you know. just sitting there on the floor just saying, come on. Yeah. yeah. And then up. one day, then one day you wake up with 14 of them in the house all of a sudden. Like I have all that's when we have to do <laughs> an intervention so for Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely. If you have the funds invest in your fitness like buy a new workout outfit and buy some equipment and you're gonna feel like you know guilty if you don't use them not only that but you're gonna be excited because it's something new so um you know always invest in yourself but sometimes like you know funds are tight or you just want to get it started or you're traveling like for me I'm always on the road like I'm not gonna put a kettlebell in my suitcase are you kidding me 
So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like find what I can, you know, work with what I can when I'm when mm-hmm. I'm traveling. So uh, are you pretty body weight oriented on the road? Are you a band yeah. person? Or? I bring bands. Mm-hmm. Um, they're and great. I'm, yeah. Because yeah. they're super light, easy to travel with and, and body weight. And uh, the hollow foam roller, mm-hmm. stuff my clothes in that mm-hmm. because the foam roller is awesome. Smart. Or like the stick. Yeah. And then like a racquetball sometimes. But it's all about, you know, recovery mm-hmm. a lot of times because I'm on the road racing. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and I have to mention it because we actually found a video and had to share Uh-oh. it with everybody. But I love that you don't take yourself so seriously mm-hmm. that you don't have fun <laughs> with your fitness. And Taking I think yourself you'd... seriously was not what, what I thought when I was watching. This <laughs> so you now have, I think, four or five episodes of um, Drunk Yoga, which I think is hilarious because mm-hmm. you meet yogis and they're very like, my body is a temple and it's, and you're kind of turning that on its head. And you do that with a couple of other modalities. And so oh, yeah, my body's a temple with tequila. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bottle. So my body's a bottle. I just thought it was so great that of all things to choose, you chose yoga, which is like already <laughs> prone to smashing your face on the floor. And then you you add oh, in this. Man. I'm pretty sure high yoga is a thing right now. <laughs> Drunk yoga, I don't think is quite a thing, except in your oh, yeah. a thing, though. So but high yoga is only legal in a few states right now. So we gotta wait until that so. one can take off. Um, yeah, definitely. I I mean, I couldn't become a fitness guru without like poking fun at fitness gurus at the same time. <laughs> I mean, I am fully aware that like this is very easy to make fun of, mm-hmm. especially when you're just like, you know, I'm so fit and like six packs, great tan. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, I was a bike messenger and my friends were bike messengers and they were always just like fitness Barbie doll over there. Like, uh, I got made fun of all the time and whatever. For being fit as a bike courier. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. It's like, you don't, you know, it's, I wasn't quite uh, clean cut enough you know, tattooed and like kind of trash talking the sailor mouth uh, and piercings. I wasn't clean cut enough for like the fitness model side of things. And then I wasn't like, you know, rough around the edges enough for the other group. But I just found my own little niche. And I feel like that that corner of the fitness world has definitely grown since then. Mm -hmm. Like more and more people are there now Mm -hmm. um, and able to not be offended, you know, when you're like, yes, I can drink beer and I can do this and I can do that. Um, And so yoga, I used to trash talk yoga all the time. I used to make fun of yoga. Now I got to say, I love it. And I don't want to like tell everybody, but I love yoga now. Um, But drunk yoga is just like a fun thing to do. I used to say I only do yoga when I'm drunk, but (laughs) that's not true anymore. Yeah. Well, then you poke fun at like the the couples workouts and things like that. We just watched that video, which was hilarious. Well, thank you. Because (laughs) how can you not make fun of it? (laughs) Have you seen that one, Nick? Where she's it's you and a girlfriend and. And thank goodness you brought a girlfriend in because I think that made it a little bit more fun. But we were we were scared to click on it because like, can we watch this? It was called Sex Exercise. That's why (laughs) we titled it Sex Exercise. Star of Sex Exercise on Bodybuilding.com. All of a sudden, our hits just went way up. (laughs) I I don't. So why did we call this one Homebody? Sex Exercise is obviously something that's going to sell better. The logo just. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh dear. (laughs) And um, I've got my hands on Prancer Size and made a parody of Prancer Size mm-hmm. with um, remaking the uh, CNC Music Factory oh. smash hit from the 80s. Everybody dance now. Uh, and did a whole rap about that. <laughs> and then also did a remake of Oh My God, Shoes. Do you remember that one? That was like an old YouTube <laughs> thing. And I redid it with Kale because I am 
despite my like you know just despite my best efforts I am still a basic B who loves kale like so <laughs> had to make fun of that See, I'm, I'm with you people love to talk <laughs> shit about kale these days but I think if you don't like kale you don't have an imagination yeah like, you can kale do such so amazing stuff easy thank to you work with I've got like 16 kale recipes <laughs> on my channel and I'm still putting out more <laughs> and the best thing is you you make a salad out of it you cook it you can just leave it there for yeah, a couple of days cook, and it's still good you can cook so the tough. hell out of it and it still is crunchy and I think that's why people hate it, but that's why I love it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. gotta. And you have, you have to massage it though. Like you, 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 if you know kale, you know that massage it. You must massage, massage, massage the, the kale, kale. Mm-hmm. right? Is it, that's must. a whole other workout. If someone, if I get unmassaged kale, someone like if I go to a who the say, hell? I'm like, take this back. What is this crap? You're trying to feed me grass? You get really mad about my it. My kale demands a massage. <laughs> my kale gets massaged more than my legs do. <laughs> <laughs> So are you treating yourself to a massage when all of this is over with bodybuilding.com oh or to. a giant kale salad? Or are you just like diving straight into the uh, the deep dish pizza or something? <laughs> I don't uh, I don't do cheese. I'm so uh, deep dish pizza. I mean, like I, I actually mentioned that in in one of the videos so far about cheat days. I don't believe in cheat right. days really because I don't. I love I love what I eat. So I don't feel like I'm deprived. Like I don't go through my day being like, God, I wish I could eat this or that. Um, I love all the food I choose to eat. And uh, when people are like, I just don't like this, I just don't like that. I think the real truth is that someone needs to give food a chance. And if you've decided you don't like Brussels sprouts, then have you tried them 12 different ways? That's That's like the rule. rule. 12 Mm -hmm. different ways. There was a dietician once that told the most stubborn kid I was training on MTV's Made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dietician said, you have to try it 12 different ways before you're allowed to say you don't like it because literally the kid didn't want to eat anything other than chicken nuggets. Mm. So, so, okay, so what, what with, with Brussels sprouts in particular, what's the, one, what's the one way? Bacon. Well, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, bacon. Bacon and Brussels you sprouts. Can, you can broil, you can bake, you can saute, you can braise, yeah. you can... Right. I just had like put, a fried Brussels sprout salad that was amazing. Yeah, fry. Yeah. I don't know. I'd say I tried like eight ways with Brussels sprouts and they yeah, all they all involved cooking and there was still something that I couldn't quite do. And then one time I just chopped them up in the blender and like made a coleslaw, coleslaw. Raw, a, yeah. col, a raw Brussels sprout coleslaw. You loved it. Well, they're it's baby my cabbages. Favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how you get exactly. kids to eat them. You just say it's baby cabbages and they're all over it. Every other way that I've prepared them, they, they still just, they're a little assy. I don't know. But it's all about finding that one way that you right. will eat the food. And eventually if you do that with all the foods, you're going to have a very like you know, a varied diet. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. But, you, but I mean, we're not talking about a cheat here. We're talking about a reward at the end of the, 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 the full fitness model week. My reward is rest days. Yeah. <laughs> I am not down on the ground. <laughs> I am not going to do uh, any plyometrics or squats for at least two days. It's going to be great. No more high knees. I'm going to go riding my bike in the mountains. That's going to be my reward. That sounds well earned. Well, yeah. the program is Homebody on Bodybuilding.com. It's a nine. Eight-week program. Eight-week home fitness program. nutrition Um, and supplement recommendations. mm -hmm, Exactly. And a couple of little equipment things if you want them, but can be done without, right? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Kim Nonstop, thank you so much for coming and talking with us. Thank you for having me. 